Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mighty Mike's podcast. I am Chris Barish, your host, here with my co-host, Bo Betis. What's up? Alec Anderson. Yo, what's up? And Trenton Carter. Hi. <laughs> so, we haven't been here in about a week and a half. We were supposed to do one last week, had a few technical difficulties, you know. A uh, little struggles throughout the week. Didn't end up getting a podcast out. Unfortunately, so, you know, a little bit of a catch-up episode here, but we're going to work with what we got. Got some good stuff here today. So, if you boys are ready, let's get right into it. Let's go. All right. Starting out, since we've been here, the volleyball playoffs have happened. So, beginning of last week, the Mighty Mikes had a play-in game versus Valley. And, (coughs) Bo, you were at that game. It was a sweep, nice, easy sweep. Good way to start off the playoffs, get some momentum going. Um, and then later on in the week, I believe, was it last Thursday? Yeah, last Thursday, we played Laurel, who was the three seed in the tournament. And we actually almost won that game, and I believe we should have won that game. We won the first set, lost the f- second two sets, won the fourth, and then ended up losing the fifth. But there was a little bit of a... Miss rotation on their team. Would you talk a little bit about that, Bo? Yeah, I mean, the rotation just wasn't right. Our players weren't in the right spots when they needed to be, and I think it costed us. And, and also their team, their team, because remember the last, uh, the last set they had their, uh, their team was out of order, and if the referees would have noticed that, we would have won that game. Facts, that is true. Yeah, there was – didn't realize it until a few days late, but the other team – Went out of order in that fifth set. And, like I said, if someone would have noticed, that could have been the game for the Mikes, and the Mikes could have been uh, advancing to the second round of the playoffs. So stuff like that, you know, unfortunate. But the Mikes had a pretty good season. Like I said, they, I think that uh, final game versus Laurel, they really surprised a lot of people. I don't think people thought it was going to be a game. And it ended up being a game. Uh, but it, it was a good season. Had a lot of fun this year, I'd say, boys. You know, had a lot of uh, good student sections. Um, Trent, being a senior, talk a little bit about what you're going to miss for the volleyball team. Uh, you know, it, it was always a fun time in the student section, and my days in the student section are over. Yeah, I know. It's, it's unfortunate. Alex going to have to carry. He's going to have to carry the uh, sure. C unit next year. Yeah, you know, I'll step it up. But uh, question, Trent, what about <coughs> basketball? Uh you're mm. not coming to the student section but for that? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in the basketball uh, section. All right, so, so that's what we like to see. That's what we like to see. Yeah, big, big year for the Mikes, though. It, it was a lot of fun to watch. Fortunately, had to end the way it did, but um, a lot of fun all in all. Girls played well. Um, now we're going to go on to the all-section teams for the volleyball. They came out a few days ago, and there were uh, – couple notables from the Mighty Mikes. So I'm, I'm going to start from uh, third team and work my way up. Uh, third team members of all section, the all section all-stars, Michaela Andrews. Uh, she's a junior for the Mikes. Uh, she's a middle hitter. She had a pretty good season, had a lot of blocks. I, I, that's one person throughout the year consistently blocking everyone. That's that. I think that was kind of her mojo this year. She, she blocked a lot of girls. And because of that, she ended up being – uh, third team all section, which is awesome. Uh, second team, we had Carly Roberts, who is a junior. She's an outside hitter. 
And she was also the libero. Wait, no. No, no, no. She was the libero. I'm sorry. Uh, she was the libero for the mics. She she played a well a good season. She was someone that I think you could throw the back there, and you knew that she was going to dig some balls up. You know what I mean? She was she was she was very strong for us back there. Uh, senior fellow senior of ours, Aaliyah Thomas was also second team. Uh, she was an outside hitter, and like I said, she she was someone that you could throw the ball up there and let her smack it. Very dependable. Uh, yeah, very dependable. Didn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, Aaliyah <laughs> played a lot of varsity throughout her career. Uh, someone we're going to miss seeing next year. Someone we're going to definitely miss on the team next year. Now, finally, we have the first team members for Carmichael's. Starting off with outside hitter Beth Cree. I mean, Beth Cree, everyone knows she was someone that was going to hit that ball and she was going to hit it hard. Oh, yeah. God. She, <laughs> she just... She had a lot of power. She was a difference maker. She was she was a big she was a playmaker, a big difference maker, and um, th- she was hard to stop. There wasn't many teams that could stop her, and especially whenever she was on, she, I I don't know what you could have done. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, the last uh, member of the first team is Kendall Ellsworth. She was the setter for the Mikes this year. She's uh, also a junior. Kendall had a pretty good season, I thought. She was one of our best servers, uh, very uh, dependable when it comes to that. And she was everywhere on that floor. I know I'd be watching. She she was diving everywhere. She was chasing down every ball. Uh, she, she made a lot of plays this year as well. So it's, it's really good to see all those girls getting the respect they deserve, uh, making the all-section all-stars. Like I said, a lot of fun to watch this year, girls. And... A senior's not being there next year, we will miss all that, I'm sure. I know I will it's especially. It's going to be rough. Yeah, it's, it's going to be different. Okay, moving on into football. So the football team has played two games since we've last been here. Last episode we were talking about the Avella game, how it was kind of a revenge game for the Mikes. Uh, score ended up 63-22. to I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to let the football players go straight into this one. So let's talk about that Avella game here, Trent. You start us out, buddy. Uh, you know, we kind of just came out and did what we expected to do. We ran all over them, had a couple mishaps with penalties. Uh, refing was a little rough, but we worked through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Alec, Alec you, you also had a touchdown that game. Talk a little bit about that. And Yeah, I also had a touchdown, but it was a bigger game because uh, my buddy Trent Carter broke his 1K, 1K. So Yep, that's know, right. That touchdown We're going to talk about that in a minute, but yeah. Bell? Well, what did you see from that game? Like, what could we talk about? You weren't there last year, but how, how was that game for the Mikes as a team? Well, you could tell it was a big game. You know, there was, there was a chip on our shoulder after what happened last year, and I think um, we came in and we executed and we just got it done. Yeah, a lot, lot of talk about what was going to happen, and I, th- I think the Mikes executed what they were trying to go for, got their point across, and it was a big game, big game for the Mikes. Now, last Friday, we played at Jefferson Morgan. Score ended up 40-6. to six. Uh, Jefferson Morgan, like we talked about, struggled with injuries all year. They might have had 15 kids on the team for that game. Uh, you know, how, how do you think you guys played? Uh, we played pretty rough in the first half, you know. We mm-hmm. had a lot of, a lot of uh, formation troubles. We had to call timeouts because we weren't getting in the right formation, but 
we got that fixed up at halftime, and once we came out of halftime, we were just rolling. Uh, once again, Alec, Alec with what, third touchdown of the year against Jefferson? Yes, so that'd be correct. Now, now Alex, been, he's been heating up lately, boys. You know, uh, I thought it was a pretty good game. You know, I really was wanting the shutout, and of course, you know, they throw it up with zero seconds left. You know, it was, we gave them their pity points, whatever. But, uh, you know, I thought it was a good game. We didn't play to our potential, but moving forward, we are going to. Anytime you hold a team to only six points, I mean, you got, you got to take that as a W no matter who they are just because your defense is doing their job. They're holding them. And uh, Bo, defensive specialist out there, cornerback. Yes, uh, good to see that you guys shut them down for the most part other than the end of the game and kept, it, uh, kept them to only six points. So uh, good job on that. So now we're going to go to what Alec brought up earlier, 1K, 1K. Talked about this last episode on if Trenton was going to get it. And Trenton got it against Avella running for a touchdown. 1,000 passing yards and 1,000 rushing yards in one season. So let, let, let's, let's clap it up for that here. Yes. Let's clap it up for that. that. That is quite the accomplishment, Trenton. Um, I think you were, what, the only 11th or 12th person to do that in Whippeal history? Yeah, I think it was 12. Yeah, 12th person in Whippeal history. Um, talk a little bit about that. I mean, what, 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 as you were running for that touchdown, did you know you got it? I didn't know I got it until I started getting hugs on the way to the sideline, <laughs> to be honest. What, uh, what was going through your head? Uh, you know, I was just having fun with the boys. They were all coming to congratulate me, mm-hmm. but I was congratulating them, too, because it's really a team record. Yep. I mean, everyone's got to chip in for me to get my passing yards and rushing yards, so yep. it was a team record. Yeah, it really, it really is a team effort. And it, it was just awesome to see from a fan's perspective. I mean – Watching one of your own, you know, your classmate, your friend, watching him go out there and make history, I, I think that's just amazing to watch. And it, it was fun, and it was exciting, and hopefully we can keep that going during playoffs and uh, make a few more waves. Um, also, Michael Stewart, he's not the uh, – Trenton's not the only one breaking a record this year, or joining a club. Well, no, I guess Stu broke a record. He broke the Carmichael single-season scoring record – with 158 points throughout the regular season. I mean, Michael Stewart, he played all four years, uh, offense and defense. And this year, he really had a big year, though. Trenton, him being one of your main options whenever you're out there playing quarterback, looking to throw the ball, I mean, talk a little bit about what he means to this team. Uh, you know, he's, he's a reliable guy. We know if we need to play, we need to get the ball to somebody, we can get into his hands and he'll make something happen with it. Yeah, do you know how many touchdowns Stu had on the year? Um, I don't remember the exact number, but it was definitely fifteen or sixteen. I feel yeah, like, that, and that's and he he uh, he ran the ball, he caught the ball, he kicked the ball, he did it all for you guys. He can and do I mean, it all. He can do it all, and like I said, I mean, not only Stu, but you guys have a lot of weapons on your team. Hopefully, during playoffs, that can kind of carry over. But congratulations to Michael Stewart on becoming the all-time single-season scoring record for the Mikes. Sir Stu, love to see it. Uh, finally, Parker Hyatt broke the sack record, single season sack record for the Mikes, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know the exact numbers. Do you know? Do you guys know the exact numbers? Um, I believe the old record was around twelve, and he has about fifteen right now. So that that is, I mean, you guys are sounds like a record breaking team, you know. Uh, 
Parker Hyatt, he's someone you watch out there, and he's always in on the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback, whenever Parker's out there, the quarterback's not going to have much time because Parker is in on every play. Uh, he's always getting to the quarterback. Um, tr- uh, Alec and Trenton is linebackers. Does that take pressure off of you whenever you know he's out there? Uh, yeah, it really does, especially against Jefferson because you're dropping back in pass coverage and the quarterback's running around there like crazy because he doesn't have a pocket. His mm-hmm. pocket's collapsing, and it makes it easier on you because he can't set up to make a good throw. Yeah, yeah, like Trent said, uh, especially in the pass coverage because, you know, uh, when you drop back, you know uh, when Parker's there, he'll get to him in a few seconds. So, you know, you just get to your spot and wait, and you know uh, Parker, he'll be there at some point to get the quarterback. So it definitely helps out. One thing I love about watching Parker is, you know, whenever he gets that sack, he's looking to that crowd and he's flexing on someone. Yeah, you the know. The McGregor walk. The McGregor walk. <laughs> he owns it. He owns it. He does. Uh, to wrap things up real quick here for the sports, um, we're going to talk about the playoff potential for the Mikes real quick. So, I mean, you guys play, what, Shenango first round, six seed playing in 11? Is that yep. correct? Yep. Uh, have you watched any film on them, seen what they can do? Uh, yeah, we've been studying film as a team, man. A couple guys watching on our own, just really soaking up everything we can. Only have a week to prepare for them, so we're getting well prepared. Is there anything that uh, that you've seen that you can talk about here? Uh, they got they got some athletes. Their quarterback's young. He likes to throw it up there, but I feel like any guy on our team can cover any of their guys, you know. But I mean, they're they're a solid team. They have athletes. They can. They can do some damage if you let them, but we just got to keep them under control and do our thing. Yeah, that's one thing with sports. Any team can do anything on any day. Um, <coughs> Alec, as uh, one of the leading tacklers for the Mikes, anything you're seeing out there that you're looking to exploit? Yeah, uh, they have a senior running back. You know, if he's in the backfield, they like to give it to him. If they spread him out, they like to pass it to him. So we're just going to keep an eye on him wherever he's at on the field, just make sure, you know, we have good guys around him and we can take care of him. Yeah, for sure. And like I said earlier, you guys have a lot of weapons on your team, especially offensively. And if you have weapons and you guys put a game together, there's not a lot of teams that can hang with you guys. So, you know, I'm excited to see what happens with the playoffs this year for football. Uh, Home game this Friday, that's awesome. Anytime you have a home playoff game, that's something, you know, be excited about. Going to have the whole town there supporting you guys. So hopefully you can get the job done in advance of the second round. Yes, sir. Uh... To finish this out, we're going to go with the C-Unit questions. So if you don't follow the C-Unit Instagram account, go follow we.r.cunit. Uh, go give us a follow, and we'll post po- uh, polls occasionally, and people can ask questions for the show. Um, Carson Hillsman asked playoff potential for the mics. We just talked about that. And then Gavin Hughes-Ennitz, he asked favorite pregame artist. So we're just going to go down the line real quick. Talk about your favorite pregame artist, Trenton. Who's your, who do you like to listen to before games? It could be a few artists, too. Uh, start out with some Louis Vert, and then getting closer to game time, we start pumping the Nardo Wick and finish it out with some Future. There you go. Solid, solid. Alec? Uh, you know, that's a tough one, but uh, I, I like uh, Not Afraid by Eminem. It just really gets me in that uh, state of mind before the game. Mm-hmm. Bo? There's no one particular artist that I like, but um, – I like some 21 Savage, some mm. Lil Baby, some Drake to hype me up, but I need some Taylor Swift to calm me down. And that, that's one thing before the game, you know. It's nice. good to get hype, but you sometimes you just need something to calm you down a little bit, you know, get, you, get your head in the right state. 
Uh, me personally, three uh, three people that I always have staples on my playlist. I'd say are Meek Mill, Lil Baby, and Future. I think those are three people that will get me in the right mentality before a game, and uh, three of my favorites as well. Uh, finally, we have the Trenton Carter silly question. Trenton's going to give us a little brain teaser to end out the show, and then we'll be on the way. So, uh, what do you have for us today, Trenton? All right. <laughs> if Oops. you had to pick one weapon in the zombie apocalypse, what would it be? Uh, man, anyone got anything to start out? Alec, you want to go first? Um, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, do you want to get a gun because a gun runs out of ammo? So now one thing that doesn't run out of ammo is a 32-inch Louisville slugger. Mm. And I would not stop swinging that bat. So I think it'd probably be a little bit more effective, especially at close range, than a gun. So I'm going to have to go with, like, Louisville, Louisville slugger. Um, what I'd have to say, and I gave this a lot of thought, do you want an object, or do you want a person? Because if you have a person, you have someone to help you and protect you and fight with you. And my person is Trenton Carter. Good choice. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about it. He's big. He's strong. He's mighty. He's fast. And he's just a man, you know? And one thing about Trenton that most people don't know, he used to be a karate, or karate sensei. <laughs> he is a master of karate. I've seen those hands go... He's really the man. So if I had to uh, survive in a zombie apocalypse, apocalypse, excuse me, I'm taking Trenton Carter as my weapon, and he would protect me till the day I died. Right, Trenton? That's right. That's right. Bell? Well, I mean, mine is nowhere near as good as Trenton Carter. I mean, he's just unstoppable. But uh, I would have to go with the old reliable. I'm taking a machete because if, you know, those zombies are getting close to you and there's a good bit of them, you can just spin in a 360 and just – Hit them with your machete, dude, and they're not stopping you. That's that's true. The, the spin maneuver, you yeah. know. Trent, do you have an answer to this before we close up? Uh, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a knife. You know, it's nice, nice and reliable. You can move around quick with it. Mm -hmm. You know, zombies aren't known to be that fast, so yeah, I can maneuver around them and get my swings in. I like that. All right, guys, that is gonna be it. Ran a little bit longer than usual, but it was kind of a catch up episode, so that's all right. So uh, thank you to anyone that is still listening been fun as always uh any last words before we got to go here boys we out deuces go mics go mics baby